All right, coming up in this episode, um, we have the official podcast, Matt on the Mic, unveiling of uh, a trio of guys who I rely upon for sports info and betting advice and uh, when we're not muting Nick, fantasy advice. And uh, we stay in fairly constant communication about NFL and Clemson and whatever else comes up. And I've, I've taken to calling these guys the Tomlinites because they give me such a hard time about Mike Tomlin. Um, so that's all coming up, but I, I'd be moot if I didn't mention, uh, I did cancel my guest Alliance podcast this week. Um, so my Nana passed away this week and that was, that was kind of a rough thing for the start of the week and, um, just didn't have it in me to do guest Alliance this week. So, uh, talking with these guys, it was a tremendous distraction. Um, but that was, that was a rough part of the week. And so, um, we're, we're saying prayers this week for, for everyone in gross point and, and for my Nana. So, we love you, Nana. Well, I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm going to mute Nick out for like so half of it. So. I, I'm go starting. Go, I'm, go, go. I, it's my podcast as it is being recorded. So Nick's looking insane. Yeah, well, that's true. All right. So we got Nick. We got Chris. We got Juan. And this is um, this is where I get to take a second to introduce you guys officially to my podcast. As the Tomlinites. You like that? Woo! Yes. I do like it. Hello. Is that like all three of us together? Oh yeah, it's it's gotta be the it's gotta be the the trio, the triumvirate all together. You guys are the Tomlinites. And Kristen asked me tonight, she said, um, I think first she might have said something like that's a stupid name. She said, Why why is that? And I said, Well, because they give me more crap about Tomlin than any three humans on the planet. So put them all together. Tomlinite sounds like either a disease or a insect infesting your house so or a cool rock i think if we can be described as tomlinites you are described as the the anti-tomlinite you're like the antithesis of tomlinites i can be like the tomlinator i don't know i i just (laughs) but that that almost implies that i i root for the guy and i like him and i'm really sick of his act so it's quite the opposite so you don't root for the steelers Oh, I do root for the Steelers. I just I shared that stat that you shared, Chris, about the Tomlin never having a never winning at Accurshire Stadium. She got a good laugh out of that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. How did you feel when they took down the ketchup bottles? It was, uh, yeah, it was a moment. It was it was a reckoning within myself emotionally. No, I don't care. About, do you feel- I didn't care about the ketchup bottles. I cared about the fact that they are going to pretend that it's not Heinz Field. I think they're not going to pretend. <laughs> well nobody in, nobody because it's not no, yeah nobody in pittsburgh is is pretending that it's are you stadium it's it's heinz field no it's not matt shut up you need to let go yeah you really do we, we should have done more lost we should have done more lost podcasts because you would have learned to let go then <laughs> all right so introduce the tomlin Knights. did you guys so i sent you these questions earlier and i, I actually was thinking about these a lot um watching football sunday that's a long time ago um, and I, I thought these were two good questions for both conferences. So the first question I sent to you guys are, are the Niners a legitimate Super Bowl contender now that they're with their backup quarterback, as opposed to what they were with uh, Trey Lance? I think the answer is, is obvious. They pretty much the same team from last year and last year they were a Super Bowl contender. I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah, I definitely think they're better. Like, than they were with Trey Lance. Like, I don't know that the ceiling is as high because nobody knows what Trey Lance actually is. Does Trey Lance know what Trey Lance is? I don't think so. So, yeah, I think they're better than they were last week. Juan, what say you? I think the biggest advantage they have is just the NFC is so weak right now. Like, who in the NFC is really, you know, posing a threat at this point? It's not anything like the AFC. I mean, who, 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 like, legitimately in the NFC has a chance at representing the NFC in the Super Bowl? Like, how many teams could, like, do you think could actually do it? Well, that's sort of what got me to this this question, this thought in the first place. Was so it sounds like Juan says yes, Nick, you say yes, Chris, you say yes. So what the heck were we missing that they decided to go with Trey Lance for the first two weeks? If the dude that is now playing because of injury to Trey Lance gives him a better chance, it's it's obvious they invested so much draft capital in in taking him 
and they have to see what he is before they make a decision on one, his fifth year option next year, right? At the end of the third season, they have to decide on the fifth year option, right? Yeah, but so that's like buying a car that has a cruddy transmission, but shoot, I spent a lot of money on it, so I guess I got to keep driving it and getting stranded. It, that's really stupid. Well, the problem is they didn't know it had a shitty transmission when they when they bought it, right? Like, isn't that the thing? Well, so they bought a car that maybe there was an inclination that it did have a cruddy transmission because, like, he wasn't he the one that played for like a, a half of college before they drafted him, and then they were like, "Nope, all the intangibles. He looks pretty good." It's like a red car with flames. <laughs> like it just looks sick. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. But so it's a red car with flames that looks sick, but the transmission is utter crap. Yeah. I mean the prob the problem with drafting is you you really never know what you're getting. Juan, you think you're so freaking funny. You change your background to Mike Tomlin. His eyes are as that's big as your good. head. I feel like for the Tomlinites, it needs to be. I try, actually I, I googled Mike Tomlin eyes, and this is what came up. Not that good actually. Yeah, that's. How many years has Trey Lance been in the league for? This is year two, his, I believe. This is his second. Yeah, I heard him compared to uh, Jordan Love on some some show recently, which that's sort of like the 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 death knoll for a quarterback. I feel like at this point, because Jordan Love ain't never seen the field, and if he does, he's gonna get the the whatever remains are there in Green Bay after Rodgers goes. Right. It's worse than than. Uh, Jordan Love though they gave up a lot they gave up what did they have to give up to move up to number three it was at least I think two first round picks I'm I'm looking now it was at least two first round picks which is not a good start yeah and I think Green Bay only I'm not sure what Green Bay gave up because they moved up like a couple spots to get Jordan Love but it wasn't first round picks yeah so it was their first round picks this year and next year and then a third round pick last year in Lance's draft. Yeah, it's bad. That's a lot to give up for a guy who played, I think, one game in like six hundred days or something like crazy like that. Well, he yeah, so I look back looking back too, he he did play an entire twenty nineteen season. And then he did. He played the one game in twenty twenty. So he played a total of nineteen games over three seasons in college. I don't know. I just I thought that question was kind of to Juan's point too. With are the Niners a legitimate Super Bowl contender now? It was their same roster that went to the NFC Championship last year, and their quarterback. It's like they decided to go with their junior varsity quarterback over their varsity quarterback just because they felt like they had to. And I, I do agree. I, I I agree with you guys. I think they are a much bigger contender to go to the Super Bowl at this point now with the guy who was their backup, which seems silly to put it in quotations. So, so in the NFC then, like, so who actually can go to the Super Bowl? Like, so in the NFC East, Eagles, Giants, Commanders, Cowboys. I think, like Eagles. who, I think Eagles, only the Eagles, yeah. right? And I was saying like, it's just, there's, that's the only team that possibly there's a path. Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. I think you I can mean, make an argument here of Lions. I know that's going to be crazy, <laughs> okay. but Packers, Packers and Vikings, all three of them. I just don't, I just don't know if I would have either of them because even with the Vikings, Kirk Cousin, he just, I mean, he had a good first hey, week and then seven points last week. Bowl, the Packers, as long as I don't the Super Bowl is on a Sunday and it's it's before the sun goes down, he's fine. Yeah. I th- all right, and then the South is the Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Only the Bucks, right? Only the Bucks would have a, a chance or a path to get yeah, there. Yeah, you're looking so to prove your point, Juan. You're looking at the Bucks, Packers, yeah. Rams, yeah. Niners, Eagles, and the Bucks are a shell of what they were two years ago. And the Eagles are the Eagles. Are you, you guys, guys uh, yeah. taking Jameis. out the Cardinals? Jameis. Uh, yeah, Kyler Murray's really going to at that point in the season. He's going to be done with playing football. His couch is going to be calling him. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a new cod dropped by that point. He's not going to be interested in playing football in February. Yeah. Late January. I don't give the Cardinals a no. chance either. That's also putting stock in Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury to win, what, three or four straight playoff games? Well, if you think about it, normally he starts really hot, makes a lot of wins, and then loses at the end of the season. Now he's losing at the start of the season. <laughs> so I think he's playing some 200 IQ football here. 
did you guys did you guys happen to see the clip, the clip of Kyler Murray uh, scrambling to the to the what, what's the music called? It's like yeah, I've I've seen it all. I've seen it all. <laughs> Do you know some some fun facts? I don't know. On that play, he ran around for over twenty seconds and ran a cumulative total of <laughs> eighty five yards. That's amazing in, in that back and forth. That's ridiculous. Pretty amazing. I don't well, know that I could be. run eighty five yards. No, just it's yeah, as a whole. It will be interesting when they get Nuke back. Nuke cuz obviously they've they've won one of their first two and they it was a comeback and they didn't have Nuke. Well, their comeback was just Kyler go run around and make plays. Like there's no scheme, there's no there's no idea of an offense. It's just go kind of run around and heave the ball up. Basically what he's done all of his career. And I guess in part two, it's the Raiders saying, hey, you want to win here? Is he good at Call of Duty? <laughs> Do we know? I, I'm pretty sure he, he streams. Find like, his he Twitch. streams on Twitch. Yeah, find his Twitch, Nick. But yeah, is he good? <laughs> like, what's his kill-death ratio? <laughs> Does he camp? Are we talking about, are we talking about yeah. Tyler? Kyler? I know uh, Austin Eckler does. Austin Eckler does a bunch on Twitch and plays games and well, stuff. Well, I just want to know if he's good. Like, is this, like, is he good? That's all I want to know. Is he, or does he just, like, camp in a corner? He seems like a running gun guy, so that's high risk, high reward. But I'd like I to. I can picture him. He's the guy you know. that comes up. He, he's the guy that runs up behind you and, and gets you with a knife, and then he just keeps running. Do you think, do you think he complains when he dies? Like, oh, he's oh, definitely. That was a lag. He's like, he's a, He's <laughs> he like he has an excuse for every. He's, every he's definitely an f bomb. Spike the controller. Have to buy a new one, guy. That guy's using a name bot. <laughs> he's yeah. one of those guys. All right. So, my second question for you guys then was sticking with the tune of who can be in the Super Bowl. If you think about the Super Bowl bubble, is probably the top six teams in the league, maybe three from each conference. Who's the third best team in the AFC right now? I'm, I'm gonna preface that with it's probably chiefs bills one two in some order in the afc so who's the third best i'm gonna throw it to you chris who's the third best i think the easy answer here is the chargers i think the the media buzz about them has been super high you know justin herbert he's he looks good he's he's a good quarterback so that's the easy answer um do i think that's what it's gonna be probably but I can make a case for maybe Miami, um, maybe the Steelers. Ha! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I think they're just they're they're too good to miss out on the playoffs again in second uh, second time in a row. Nick, what say you? <sighs> well, I know it's uh, I'm conflicted on a lot of things. I think like do we count the Browns with or without Deshaun? No, as I they think, are right now. I'm not talking about that, dude. Okay. Well, the not them. I don't. I know they just lost, but I like the Ravens. I just, I'm just think so Lamar happy. Jackson. I'm so proud of you for not saying the Patriots. I thought Nick. about it, and then I was like, I can't keep this bit going forever. It gets stale. Yeah, I'm looking at their points scored. Nick, do you want to play a game? How many AFC teams have scored fewer points than the Patriots through? <laughs> um, Two games. Let's play. Ready? Go. Four. Any other guesses? Juan, Chris. I didn't how even hear the AF- question. How many? How AF- many teams, teams have scored fewer points than the um, New England Patriots through two games? Two. One. It is the Indianapolis Colts who scored zero this past weekend. That's the only oh. team that has scored fewer points. My Steelers <laughs> have scored two more touchdowns than your Patriots. Yeah, but not last week. Well, shut up. <laughs> Wait, you said both weeks? No, just combined? cumulative, the total number of points well, the, scored. Well, I hate, I hate to do this on your podcast, but you're off. The Cowboys have scored 23. I, well, I the said Patriots have scored 24. Well, I said AFC. He said AFC. Come on, yeah, Juan. Freaking pay attention. I looked at the whole. I had the whole screen up too. I was looking at that actually as we were talking about it. All right. God. All right. That's John. Fair. John has his Excel spreadsheet <laughs> up with his formulas. Juan, <laughs> I'm going. He's like, hold on, let me. Type a quick formula. Okay. Juan, I'm going to go. Oh, I forgot to put AFC. Original question here, Juan. Who's who's the third best team in the AFC? Uh, I'm going to back Nick up and say yeah. Ravens. 
Not because I said Lamar was going to win MVP, just because. So. I kind of. I mean, I think they have the firepower to do it. I think once they can get healthy on, get get some running backs. Actually, um, they'll be in it. Okay, so I would, I would actually be willing to concede it's the Ravens, but I think losing Kyle Fuller in the secondary for the season hurt, and I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that J.K. Dobbins is. I don't know what his health factor is at this point. So I think Chris actually hinted at the team that I would give it to. I I feel like it might be the Dolphins. I don't hate it. Which feels mm. which feels very weird to mm. say out loud. Listen, as a SoFlo man here, as the only SoFlo man here, listen, the 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 Tua hype has has left the building. It's it's past the moon. It's going to Mars. It's unstoppable, and they will be let down fiercely by Tua's play. Well, I can personally guarantee well, so let me, that. So let me make the case, because I've thought about it. And first off, I'm with you. I wasn't sold on Tua until this past weekend. And then part of my um, coming on board with the Tua thing is I saw a clip of what he would look like if he was a right-handed quarterback. Like somebody flipped the – I don't know if you guys saw this. Somebody flipped the uh, – Yeah, I see that. I saw that. The uh, motion, and it looked – pretty competent i think the lefty thing always throws people off but he looked pretty competent their defense is is has been solid enough um and they they came back on a a ravens team that should be designed to not have teams come back on them the ravens are a running team they should be able to just get ahead and run and the dolphins clawed all the way back and then they've got waddle and and tyreek hill which i didn't think would be worth much with two as the quarterback but it might be that two uh uh, sorry, Waddle and uh, and Tyreek, that they can help a quarterback overcome his deficits just by being really freaking good and electric. That Tua's just got to get the ball somewhere in their vicinity, and things are going to happen. And there's one on each side, and then they've got an offensive leaning coach. They they seem like they might have some potency there. So one game this Sunday on a neutral field, Ravens versus the Dolphins. You're picking the Dolphins to beat the Ravens, even they just played. You're still picking the Dolphins to beat them. One, this literally happened right three days ago, and the Dolphins won. No, but uh, uh, right. If, <laughs> if you had to just like, if you had to put your life on it, though, who are you, who are you putting it on? Neutral field coming up. Oh wait, no. Week. Now you've elevated the question because I put my life on it. I ain't, I ain't betting on Lamar to win any game. I put my life on. You put it on Tua. Well, I have more of a track record of Lamar letting teams down. <laughs> Listen, they scored they scored 28 points. The Dolphins scored 28 points in the fourth quarter. That's very improbable. That's that's happen. also very impressive. I think it, is it is, did you see I mean basically it was Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill wide open by a mile and Tua was chucking the ball down to him. Well, yeah, and I could be self-defeating my own uh my own prognosis because the the Ravens are depleted in the secondary, but I think to your point Chris the Chargers thing I think my biggest problem with the Chargers is their coach. You don't like Brandon Staley? I don't know. He's a little too, uh, oh, what's the word, temperamental. I don't know that I trust that guy in a big game. You yet. don't like like analytics, Matt? Well, that makes sense. Uh, well, obviously, I don't even know what analytics are. I'm playing with a coach who thinks we should run on second and ten. Fourth and inches, got a punt no matter what. <laughs> You know, you know, Matt, every other team can't be as fortunate as you and have Mike Tomlin as their head coach. So some people have to do the best with what they've got. My head coach is about to get fired at any minute. So, you know, it's, it's sorry about that. So, John, I have a question for you. What What's would that? it what would have to happen for Matt Rule to keep his job at the end of the season? Like what would have bear- to happen? Let's okay. Well, hold on. What's the what's the minimum level of things to happen for Matt Rule to keep his job? If you see what I'm saying, like you can't just be like, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, no, no, what no, would no. be I, the minimum accomplishment he would have to do to keep? I mean, his I think job? he has to continue to improve the team. I mean, they had five wins last year. I think they should at least try to get to eight wins this year and be in contention to maybe get one of the last playoff spots coming down to the last week um so you can't be out of it by by week 12 looking into next year uh, i think they have to at least i mean they have the talent on offense and defense um 
yeah, I, I, they have had terrible luck so far to start this year as far as I think they were the first team in NFL history to lose with to lose with field goals longer than 58 yards in the last like two minutes. Like that's never happened before. But also they showed a stat during the game that the Panthers are like one or Matt rule is like one in 20 something when the other team scores more than 17 <laughs> points. We've only won one game with Matt rule as the head coach when the other team scores more than 17 points. That is, that is by far coaching hundred percent. Um, Hey Juan, can I interject? So, How many coaches have you had since 2008? Um, when did uh, Ron four? Rivera come? So we're talking. I don't remember. The, I don't remember the year that John Fox left. Okay, so maybe like John Fox, Rivera, Matt Rule, and then there was the then there was the interim or well, the interim head coach. Okay, so at least three coaches since like 2008. Yeah. Okay. So in all that time, you keep recycling coaches because, what, they're not performing? Uh, we can't get to the playoffs. Okay. We are getting five wins. So, oh, no. We, oh, we no. Can't you, get just it. Set we, no you just <laughs> activated his trap no, card. We, we, can't, we, don't, we, have, we can't get a winning season. That's the reason why. We can't get one winning season. You know that in all the time that you've had all those different coaches, they've won three playoff yeah. games? Juan, do you know how many playoff games that man behind you has won in the exact same time? Um, how many Super Bowls have you won? And since 2008? When was the last one when you guys actually won? Yeah, I actually don't remember. 2009. Okay. That's, so. that's since 2008, but all right. Yeah, well, you've your team's made a Super Bowl in that time. Yeah, no one cares who made the Super Bowl, Matt. All that matters is did you win the Super Bowl. Which also feeds my point that Tomlin has also been to a Super Bowl, but no one cares if you make the Super Bowl. So he's won one and he's lost one, but no one cares if you make it. God, I love that you just walked into that. That was beautiful. Matt, I'm, not getting, Matt's I'm, eyes. I'm not agreeing with you. I'm so... <laughs> Matt's eyes lit up, and you could see the gears turning in his head when he was coming up with his little scheme to try and get you to <laughs> into understanding the value in having just trying somebody out. Now, I will fully admit that um, I had conversations with family in town the last time they were here, and one of the guys I really pushed for was Nathaniel Hackett. So I'm just going to own up to that one right now. That's on me. Hand up. That's my bad. It doesn't look like the guy maybe can manage an NFL team and. That's who I kind of wanted to replace Tomlin with, so I'll I'll take ownership of that. Who is a good coach? Andy Reid and not Bill Belichick because it was Tom Brady all along, and that's it. Yeah, okay. Actually, I would say Chris's coach is pretty good. I think Stefanski's pretty good. I don't know about that, but the jury's still out, honestly. That's a bad pun for a Browns fan. So, so, Matt, if the St the Steelers said tomorrow that they were letting go of Mike Tomlin and bringing in someone else, who would you want them to bring in? I'd have to do some research. I'd have to conduct a, a thorough, extensive uh, pool. Bring in some high <laughs> Bring some high highly qualified candidates in. No, I don't know. I just I think it's become stale in Pittsburgh. I think uh, I, I get into the same rant every time, but. They're, they're struggling on offense right now, and it's because he's stuck with the same offensive coordinator for three or four years, and the guy has no reason to, to for, given no reason for the such steadfast belief. Do you think you were stuck in a rut because you kept a walking corpse for quarterback for so long? I, I don't know, man. I mean, these first two weeks makes me wonder what Ben actually brought to the offense because I know there were times that Canada, Matt Canada called in plays from the sideline, and Ben was like, F you, bro. I'm doing what I want. And it, it was to the detriment of the team at times, but other times I think he pulled something out that actually worked, and it was not what was called from the sidelines because he has 18 years of experience, and the OC is a dunce. What if right now they said we're firing Mike Tomlin and making Ben Roethlisberger the coach? How would you feel? I don't know. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the best move. I don't think he's head coach material. 
He's offensive uh, offensive coach material. That's your name in the Zoom right now, it Big is. Ben OC. There's been uh, there's been some rumblings of that that people are so fed up with the current offensive coordinator and his duncery that they're like, Ben's available. Just let him do it. Okay. Listen, when you've had when you've had you you, they moved on when Cower left. They went from Bruce Arians, who won a Super Bowl as a head coach and did fairly well with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. They went from Bruce Arians to freaking Todd Haley and Matt Canada. Tell me that Tomlin's good at hiring coaches. I don't. I didn't claim that he was. Well, I don't know what he's good for because he doesn't win in the playoffs and he doesn't hire good coaches. So, keeping Antonio Brown at bay, I guess. That, that is pretty. Uh, that is that was amazing. Do. Like t- how we never knew how insane he was until he left the Steelers. He's a total psychopath. Might have been too, well, I few, think, too, a few too many I, hits to the head, though, with that guy, too. I was going to say, I think that was that CTE. He's insane, though, man. I mean, didn't he have Le'Veon, Antonio Brown, and Martavis Bryant all on the same team at one point? Yep. Yeah, and they were all good. Uh, wait. Wait. I don't know if Martavis lined up with them. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they probably got a year together. Yeah. That's amazing, yeah. Keeping that locker room at bay. That's probably that his greatest achievement in Pittsburgh because his Super Bowl he won with all the Cowher systems, coaches, and players. So, all right, all this talk of coaches, I feel like we should jump the order here a little bit. I think we should do some some coaches, some cliche coaches corner. Okay. All right, you have to explain what this okay, is. Okay, so we we all kind of collectively came up with this idea that uh, that. We're going to give coach interviews, and so here's how it's going to work. One, I think you're going to go first, okay? We're, we're going to go to you first. You're the first coach. Okay. And uh, we're just going to act as reporters, and we're going to ask you questions that are totally off the cuff, as the coach is expected to answer in a press conference. And your job is to come up with the most rote, um, standardized, boring cliches <laughs> to our questions uh, that you can possibly conceive. This was fun when we did this. I like it. All right. <laughs> but I'm supposed to be like Matt Rule, right? Like I got it. have to have something in mind with what I'm going for. Yeah, honestly, your yeah. coach is so boring. It doesn't matter whether you're Matt Rule or John Fox or Ron Rivera. Just. I think it's easier if he's Matt Rule because it places him in the Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like, and when we get to Nick, he can be Belichick and – we won't be able to hear any of his answers. And can we make can we make Nick <laughs> Matt Patricia? <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, he's not actually an offensive coordinator, so he doesn't have to talk to the media. I forgot. Also, Nick's beard is a little too ripe for uh, to, to be Patricia's mammoth-looking bushel. All right, so here we go. One, you're first up. You're the first coach, and. Are you? Are you? Can I ask the first? Can I ask the first yes. question? Yes. Okay. Go for it. Uh, coach, how do you feel about the uh, usage or uh, lack of usage of Christian McCaffrey in the last two weeks? Oh well, well, Christian's a fantastic player. We're just happy to have him back healthy this year. Um, he's done everything that we've asked him to do, and he's done great with the opportunities that we've given him. Um, we got a lot of talent on this team, and a lot of ways to spread the ball around. And you know, DJ Moore makes some plays. Baker, he's still learning things, and uh, you know, Christian, he's he's doing everything we need him to do, and it's not just all on him. And we're trying to get more guys involved and give him some more rest this year to uh, not wear him down as much. Coach, coach, uh, what what can you say about the addition that Baker's been to your locker room so far? I mean, just a true leader. I mean, you just don't you. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that he's come in and this team has just accepted him and just made him the guy and. Sam also, I mean, Sam was the guy last year and just coming in and working together. um, And he's just, the way he's picked up the playbook has just been truly uh, great for the team. And, you know, he's still learning things, but he'll get it figured out. And we're excited about (laughs) next week. And we've seen improvement. That's the big thing, you know, seeing improvement. And i got to remember, he hasn't been here that long. Hey, hey, coach, 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 it's uh, Nick from the Buzz News Network. I just wanted to uh, ask you, what are your thoughts on the uh, situation in Ukraine? Um, I'm focused on New Orleans next week. That's what's on my mind right now. Uh, we have a tough divisional game next week against the Saints. Uh, Jameis is one of the best quarterbacks in the division. 
so we're just we're uh, looking forward to that opportunity to get Coach, back. Coach, are, are, are you not calling Putin a war uh, criminal? Okay, okay. Uh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, Coach. Sorry about it. next reporter, next reporter. Uh, uh, yeah, Coach, that that guy's kind of weird. Um, with with Sam coming off of IR soon, how do you think that's going to factor into your uh, decisions about quarterback? Oh, we'll, we'll just take it, you know, same thing. You know, Baker's our guy. You know, Baker's earned that. That was a decision that we've made. And we have, the team has full trust in Baker. And when Sam gets back, Sam knows the role that he's going into. And he'll be ready if anything happens to Baker. But we're ready to roll forward with Baker. And uh, we, we think some good things are uh, happening. We're close to turning it around. So. Hey, Coach, Coach, you know, uh, I want to I go back a minute. Um, you mentioned that Sam was making improvements. Are, are you serious? What are those improvements? <laughs> I meant no, no. Sam's making improvements as far as his health. You know, he's rehabbing right now from the surgery that he's had. That, that, that's what Sam is improving on right now. Um, he's also, you know, just, uh, just trying to get back into the swing of football and get his legs back under. Him, so. hey, hey, coach. Speaking of legs, speaking of legs, uh, what's uh, what's Christian McCaffrey's uh, injury? What's his status as of right now? Can, can we can we call him healthy? Uh, I mean, Christian's as healthy now as he's ever been. Uh, I mean, he, he could have played last year, but we decided just to you know keep him out for a little bit longer and let him rest for this year, you know. We got a tough divisional game next week, and we're going to use him to the full of our abilities. And uh, he's, he's a full go. You know, he's a tough guy. Uh, he always wants to be out there, even last year for the last 15 games. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wanted to be out there, and we told him no. So, uh, yeah, we got great training staff here. He's, he's really worked hard on his body. And uh, he's ready to go for New Orleans. Uh, hey, Coach, this is uh, Toby with uh, Cats Condo. Um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I like condos. Thank you very much. Um, I, I, I do prefer townhomes, though. So thank you. All right, Coach, I think, I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. No more questions. Appreciate it. Good job, Juan. Fantastic. Yeah, that, was, Fantastic. that was really good. I, you really worked at work media well darling. Yeah, I liked how you Yeah, I liked how you blew up on your own answer talking about McCaffrey as he missed the last fifteen games of last season. Do <laughs> <laughs> with the straight face. Right. We could have put him out there. He, he just he, he, he wanted to be out there. Alright, we're gonna we're gonna go to Nick. Sorry, uh, Bill next. Bill, you ready? Um Yeah. <laughs> Who else got? <laughs> Everyone's too scared I, to ask no, I like, a question. I was cracking up because I saw you moving over to the microphone to get closer. So you could talk like this. Um, you know, I think sometimes you have to uh, play the game on the field. So you got to take the advantage of uh, getting close to the mic and do that when you have to. Uh, coach, um, how is uh, Mac Jones doing injury, injury-wise? Um, you know, Mac's a tough guy. Uh, I think if, you know, he's hurt, then we're not going to play him. But he's a tough guy. He'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, Coach, Coach. Yeah, this is a John from the, the Boston Gazette. Um, hey, John. Are you worried at all about the offense? Apparently only one team, one team has scored fewer points than you in the AFC. Are you worried at all about that? Um, you know, I think we're just trying to keep getting better. Um, and, you know, we're just going to keep uh, working on the playbook, see what we can do, uh, try to get first downs. And if you uh, score, you score. But really, we're just focused on winning games. Yeah, Coach, uh, did you ever put Steve Belichick in timeout? Um, you know, Steve was a he was a good kid. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of parenting, so <laughs> uh, not personally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, c- coach. This was a uh, you know your first road game. You got to play in the new Acrisure Stadium. What was that like? The being on the road in Acrisure for the first time and not in Heinz Field anymore. Um, you know, it was weird without the ketchup. But, you know, when you got mustard, you got mustard. So we just uh, try to win ball games. Coach, did you, did you uh, feast on the opportunity to play Mitch Trubisky? Um, you know, Mitch is a great quarterback, and we always look forward to playing him. 
coach, how does it, how did it feel going up against Mike Tomlin? I know you guys have a uh, long history together. Uh, Mike's a great coach. Um, always. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Always look forward to playing him. Hey, uh, coach, this is a. Uh... John Hobbit from Boston. Uh, do you think you're better? Better? Uh, do you think you're better than him? Um, you know, I think every coach has their strengths, and we just try to win the matchups. He's a great coach. I always look forward to playing him. <laughs> All right. Anything else for coach? Yeah. Uh, yeah, coach. Final question. Uh, what What are your goals for this year? You know, I know normally you. It's Super Bowl or bust, but is that same thing this year? Um, you know, he's a great coach. We always look forward to playing him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what got me was, I mean, obviously a couple times. I, I, I'm sorry, I lost it. The, bre- the breathing on the mic. <laughs> the fact that you said you were, what did you say about Steve Felt? Not personally. <laughs> that was good, Nick. Thank you. You, were, you trained for that all your life. <laughs> I've had Fantastic. 20 years Fantastic. of uh, watching. So, all right, Chris, I feel like yours is going to be electric. I feel like I should go and get out of get it out of the way. No, I want to go. You're making me nervous. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So next up, we got Coach Stefanski. Thank you, Coach. Okay. Oh Jesus. <laughs> all right. Uh, questions for Coach. Uh, yeah. Hey, Coach. Uh, this is Ron. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, listen, we're we're really heavy on analytics here, so I think um, what the what the nerds will tell you is that is uh, indeed a sandwich. Yeah, Coach uh, John Johnson here. Um, you, you've used a lot of Nick Chubb lately. So you big, big full full. You like really into the Chubb action lately? Uh, yeah, Chubb. <laughs> I love chub, you know, full chub, half chub, any chub, honestly. It's uh he's a great ball player. Um I think our line has been opening up a lot of holes for him for that chub to go th- to go down. Um so yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Do you think that nerd is a derogatory <laughs> term? Uh no, his his name's actually John Nerd. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Coach, this is uh, Calvin from the Cleveland Chronicle. Um, just talk about Jacoby, you know, stepping up in this situation uh, and being the guy and just the faith that you have in him to lead this team until Deshaun gets back. Uh, listen, Jacoby is a uh, is a professional. He's been all around the league. He, he's, uh, he's played for some of the greatest coaches known to man, and uh, I think he brings nothing but pure leadership and action and results. To this team coach coach is there any consideration uh at the moment for jacoby earning uh first team reps over deshaun once he returns uh deshaun is a professional and he will act as such and so no <laughs> hey coach how do you think the united states economy would be affected if california drifted into the ocean just by like five or six miles um, honestly, by five or six miles, I think uh, we could probably build some bridges or maybe some tunnels. So I don't think it would affect us, you know, heavily in the long term. But I think short term, it would do some economic impact. Hey, Coach, I've heard that Miles Garrett's really into poetry. Has he ever shared any of that poetry with you? And would you be willing to share any of that with us? Um, he has shared it with me. Uh no, I will not share it with you guys. Um, I would describe his poetry as uh, intimate and sexually charged. So I don't think it would be right for me to share it at the uh, at this podium. Coach, uh, you know you're able to make some some ground in the AFC North. It's the division is really struggling early in the season here. Um, how's your team taking it uh, on a day by day basis, getting ready for the big game Thursday night? Listen, this is just this is just another game to us. You know, short week. We got to make sure everyone's healthy. Um, we're going to have some a couple full contact practices to make sure guys are in the swing of things. Um, but I think everyone on this team 
wants to win this next coming game and every game ahead of it. So we're ready to perform. Um, considering the Browns' mascot, do you think when you put people in the doghouse, it's actually a good thing? <laughs> um, are you referring to Brownie the no. Elf? Yeah, Coach, can we get more Brownie the Elf? Um, I think they're all equally good. But let me just let me just say something about Brownie the Elf. That elf has so much history. He's been around. He's seen so many presidents. He's seen so many revolutions. He's seen so many moments in history that I think it's just great for this team to see him on the 50-yard line. How great? On a scale of 1 to 10, probably like a nine and a half. <laughs> Anything else for Coach? No, thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Yep, I love the Browns. Golly, I really want to hear what Stefanski sounds like now because you portrayed him I as don't being actually, like a big old nerd, and I could totally see it. He kind of look. He kind of does kind of talk like a nerd. He's got a lot of gray from when he first started there in Cleveland. Well, the Cleveland will do that to you, believe me, yeah, my friend. That was true. a great recovery on the nerd question. I really respected that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it my turn? Oh yeah, Coach Ooh. Tomlin, baby. We we've been waiting for this all night. It's in the eyes. All right. All right. Hey, Coach. This is a Juan from uh, Mike Tomlin's Never Had a Losing Season dot com. <laughs> um, and I was just wondering. I know you've coached a lot of difficult, so some difficult players uh, in your tenure so far. Who's been the uh, the most challenging for you as a coach? Uh, well, you know, obviously, they are all obviously a little challenging. Um, but uh, it's our job as coaches to improve upon their uh, current playing status and uh, make sure that we do our jobs as coaches to uh, give these guys uh, the reps that they need to become uh, quality NFL players. Hey, Coach. Uh, this uh, yeah. is Tony. I, so I had recently some wind damage on my roof. Um do you think I should stick with shingles or switch to a metal roof? Um, what are the benefits to each? Uh, well, you know, obviously the standard is the standard. And uh, you should get the uh, standard quality windows uh, that go with, um, with your windows. Uh, so make sure that you get the best, the highest quality, because quality is what makes it count. Thanks, Coach. Uh Hey, Coach, um, it's Chris. Uh, <laughs> what have you seen from Najee these past two weeks that uh, you think he should improve upon or continue doing? Uh, well, you know Najee is a remarkable player. He's a tremendous asset to our organization, and uh, he's just going to con continue to get better every time he's out there, which is what we ask of him. He gets better in practice. He gets better in the games, and there's no better time to get better than in the present uh coach there was a video floating around of him missing uh wide open holes uh can you respond to that uh, i will not make a comment on the current progress of uh our organization from within these walls hey coach uh it seems a little bit like your offense has been struggling how much confidence do you have in your offensive coordinator to get things rolling and uh get things figured out well confidence is key and we have the whole set of keys, so <laughs> so you know uh, we, we trust Matt. We trust uh, the game plans that he comes up with, and then it's up to us to ep execute them. Uh, yeah, Coach. Uh, big game coming up against the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, you have a pretty strong winning record against them. How are you feeling about the, uh, this upcoming game? Well, you know, obviously. Uh, we obviously don't look at things that have uh, obviously taken place in the past. We look ahead to what is in future because the future is what is in front of us. And so we are just uh, we're taking it day by day and making sure that we are ready as a team to handle that challenge of going into what will be a hostile interdivision game. And uh, it's up to us to do the things that we need to do to get the win that we want. Hey, Coach, uh, I don't know if you've noticed um, some players have been wearing uh, different helmets than normal. Um, what are your thoughts on these helmets, and are you going to promote them to your team? 
Um, well, I am unaware about any helmet situation, and so for that reason, I cannot comment on it at this time because I want to make sure that I am informed before I uh, make any statements of such matters. Uh, yeah, hey, Coach. Uh, with Nebraska firing their head coach, uh, your name has been thrown into the ring several times. Uh, what do you think about that? Listen, man, I know y'all want to put my name <laughs> – in uh in these other conversations but uh i'm here with the pittsburgh steelers and uh that's the organization that i'm committed to and concerned with improving upon for the future in this endeavors hey coach there's been some rumors going around there's some unhappy fans in pittsburgh due to the lack of recent success in the playoffs what do you have to say to the fans going forward about trying to make some changes well, obviously, you know, uh, the standard in Pittsburgh is a higher standard than other standards. So we just continue to look for that standard being the standard in Pittsburgh. And uh, we, we aim to make the fans happy, but we have to execute on the field and do our jobs first and foremost. Yep. Thanks, coach. That was great. <laughs> thanks. Thank coach. you, guys. You're such a good Tomlin. Maybe they should make you coach. He says nothing. He either says nothing or he says like the most ludicrous statements that really have no bearing whatsoever on actual reality. I don't know that keys line where you had you had, you, had, you said I'm you telling had you, man. I don't know the whole set of keys. Did did you come up that with that great. or was that something he <laughs> oh, said? No. no, I just came up with that. But I I mean I don't know where he comes up with the stuff that he comes up with. That what was the one I sent you guys recently? It's like it sounds like what you would say at a like a, a seminar for giving public speeches or whatever it was i gotta find that one that was so ridiculous i'm going to exercise appropriate patience and continue to teach and ask the guys to continue to learn in an effort to continue to push this train down the track that's a real quote that i feel like could have come out of my mouth just now juan knows it too you could have said that juan knows it too he's laughing over there no, I, I think I know what he's laughing at. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Matt. Hi, right, Matt. Didn't, I'll, yeah, I'll didn't you have another <clears throat> oh, yeah, a so question? Uh, the last thing I wanted to hit on with you guys, because we got big Wake Forest game coming up this weekend. It's kind of kind of weird with that being a noon game. It feels kind of odd that it is a big ACC game and we're going to get it first thing in the afternoon. But where are we at? We haven't chatted uh, over a video call or anything on Clemson football since back in the summer. So where are we at with Clemson? How are we thinking? I think we're worse than we were last year, personally. Something about the defense. Like, who did we play last week? I can't can't even remember. But, yeah, La Tech, like – I forget how many points they gave up, but the defense just did not look like our normal defense. I don't know. Maybe that is just me. Maybe there's no stats to back that up, but felt like the defense wasn't playing that great. Not just in that game, but the previous games. Yeah, I'm kind of in the... Your past defense hasn't been the best. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of in the, like, I don't know, maybe this is a new time in my life with the Patriots and Clemson, and I've kind of just had to, like, sit myself down and be like, you know, Maybe we're not title contenders every year anymore, and I. Oh, that's that's bleak. Yeah, I've had a lot of introspection, and you know, I've had a had some good years in the past. I think I peaked, um, which is sad. But you know, I'm only 29. There's still, there's still <laughs> hope, right? Well, you don't remember nope. the uh, the previous Clemson regimes. Where we had uh, Charlie Whitehurst and uh, who were the other quarterbacks? Cullen Harper wasn't he? Wasn't he a quarterback? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's the other guy? Oh yeah, Parker? I vaguely remember. Parker? Will always watch Kyle Parker. Kyle Parker. Wasn't Kyle. he the baseball player? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he spelled in the bigs for a little while. Yeah, so we were we were pretty middle of the pack, honestly. I just feel like we're going to be upper, like the highest of the non, 
like actual championship contender tier. Like going well, like going to an Orange Bowl in a year when it's not in the playoff rotation. Yeah, like we're going to make the playoffs <laughs> or just barely miss the playoffs, but we're not going to win a championship. Right. Well, the good thing is, not the good thing, but we're going to be highly ranked just because of past achievements for the next couple years. Like we'll we'll have that like Prestige. like this year, like when yeah this year when we started at like five, like they're like okay, come on guys, did you watch Clemson play last year? <laughs> I agree with you though, Nick. I do feel like it's this year feels different in that it doesn't feel like it's championship or bust like it has even going into uh, <clears throat> even going into last year. It sort of felt that way, and it doesn't feel that way anymore. And I, I'm with you guys in the sense that when they were putting Clemson up near the top and. People were given their uh, their playoff teams, thinking, "What are you What are you doing, putting Clemson in there?" Yeah, yeah. For me, it's been mostly just around some coaching stuff. Like, I feel like they're just not making any adjustments. They're just kind of stuck and adamant they're going to do things a certain way, and they're just not making the changes that are needed. Um, and I think you know, Dabo's got his mind made up where as coordinators leave if they leave to go to other places he's not interested in at this point going out and try to replace them with talent elsewhere he wants to promote from within and I think that just goes a lot to kind of who Dabo is and kind of goes back to how he even got his opportunities right like back when he was selling houses and getting his chance at Clemson and just coming up out of nowhere and becoming the guy and I think that's just a big part of who he is and what's important to him and giving people opportunities. And so he's you know, trying to give the guys within Clemson a chance. And I mean, I respect that. I understand, but when there's probably some better options out there, I just think that might get in the way and hurt us a little bit. Um, and sometimes it's good to have some outside voices and ideas to see things as things are changing. And I just kind of worry that we're just kind of stuck in our own little bubble of how we're doing things just blind to what else is going on thinking nope this is going to work this is going to work and it it might not work and and it's not working right now and we we might get an awakening uh, on Saturday so we'll see I think the the offense is almost exactly the same as it was last year I mean we're doing the same exact stuff and it's not that great but but what I will say about the offense is I know we put a lot of heat on DJ, but our receivers get almost no separation. It I, I don't know who we have playing receiver for us. They're they feel like they're bums, personally to me. I don't know how yeah, you guys feel they're, about they're that. They're big guys that don't get a ton of space. They're kind of people that can catch. I feel like in uh, with other people like around them and stuff, and not to kind of. Yeah, but they don't seem to yeah. do that either. That, that, and maybe right, it's that's, DJ. Oh, well, that's right. I mean, that's I'm, they don't. That's their style if they could do it. But we just don't have the threat, you know, of scoring in four plays anymore, right? Where any time you can take it 70 yards and score. Now everything's just got to be slow, methodical. The only chance is if Shipley, Shipley breaks something. But other than that, it's just there's no threat of anything happening when we have the ball it's just it's not there well I think too that you were working the last few years Taj was not Taj was not an NFL talent quarterback as it was determined but he was he was a little bit um head and shoulders above some of the other guys that were playing in the ACC at his time he was almost um I mean he was a big body he could he could move and he had a he had a good arm and so you went from him to um you know this procession of of great quarterbacks that Clemson has had and they're obviously Trevor Deshaun um, Kelly Bryant was highly qualified you had some pretty talented dudes that were able to somewhat get guys open like throw guys open to where they threw passes that you had these fantastic standout receivers Sammy and Nuke and um, Martavis and um, Mike Williams that those guys were very talented in their own but when you couple them with the really really talented quarterback that's a dynamic duo and uh going back to your point Juan, the idea of of Dabo kind of cultivating this family um, culture with coordinators and bringing them up and um it's I've said this before about the the whole idea with the transfer portal and not totally embracing that and it's it's kind of like it's his ship it feels like and he's gonna he's gonna ride with the waves of this ship as um 
as it goes well for him. But if it goes poorly, then he's still riding that ship for what it's worth. So these, I think these next two games, obviously we have Wake this week, Thursday, or sorry, it's not Thursday. I'm getting <laughs> my, like I'm Thursday. getting NFL. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting NFL mix. I thought we were playing on Thursday. Sorry. So we got Wake coming up and then we got NC State after the fact. So, and then we, we don't have a, another tough game until, well, sorry, Matt, uh, Miami, <laughs> which is before <laughs> South Carolina. No offense taken. No, I actually disagree, though. I think the defense, the one thing that makes me feel pretty confident, I, I feel like I'm going to put Clemson in a parlay this weekend, so if they lose, you're welcome. Um, but I feel like their depth that they have at defense is going to come in handy going up to Wake. And I, I don't. there's no way that Wake has the amount of big, talented dudes that Clemson does on defense. I mean, Clemson runs like six deep within that defensive line that Wake's not going to be able to handle those guys up front for the entirety of the game. I don't think it's – I think our def- defensive line is obviously A-plus, like, stars. I feel like our secondary kind of sucks. <laughs> I feel like we have no talent on secondary uh, on our secondary because I feel like even La Tech is, was, like, throwing bombs and people were open. I don't know. Because they got some talented dudes back there in the secondary too. It doesn't feel <laughs> like it. <laughs> Yeah, we have not done good against the pass this year. I think the only one who's played decent is Makuba, and he did not play last week. Yeah, so maybe um, that was what they missed. I mean, because going back and looking at some of those scores, it's not like they're letting up a tremendous amount of points, and last week was 23 scores, which would have sent Venables yeah, back in the like, day into cardiac arrest. But then again, they didn't have I, their best player in the secondary or their best, yeah, let, def- maybe one of their best defensive linemen. I, the score only tells some of the some of the tale. Like I watched all three games, the full game, and we were getting beat. I don't, know, but it would come down to our defense would, our defensive line would sack them for fifteen yards and ruin their drive. But they would drive all the way down the field. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I agree with everything that's been said about some of the coordinators and, and the talent. Nick, you've been awful quiet over there. You're just contemplating life. Yeah, I don't know. You know, kind of at the point where. It, I don't. You're just getting nostalgic about playing with Dwayne Allen in NCAA football (laughs) in like 2012. Yeah, the good old days. You know, I don't know. I am. I've reached a point in my sports life where I'm just sad, and I feel like the rest of you peons who have to root for teams that aren't just winning championships constantly. You know, you know, you're you're on the path. I see it in your eyes. You're on the path of Matt. (laughs) Like you had like this great run of Super Bowl winning teams, and then oh, all of a sudden, oh, I didn't win a Super Bowl the last five years. This guy fucking sucks. Sorry, expletive. You'll have to edit that out. I'm coming um, down from the greatest sports high ever. Like Boston teams always winning. I know. Clemson, my the school I went to, winning two national championships. Like it's, yeah, it's it's really I'm coming down. And it's not fun. They need to like put me into a padded room and give me some benzos and <laughs> just let me go to sleep. Take a good look at Matt. Take a good look at Matt. That's what you're going to be like. Just an absolute wreck. Yeah. Calling for your coach to be fired every five seconds. Yeah, Nick, it's it's uh, the first step is you don't even remember what it's like to uh, win Super Bowls, and then from there it's downhill to the point where you don't even remember what it's like to get out of the first round. Yeah, like what's happiness? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. And before long, I won't even know what it's like to make the playoffs. But Tomlin will be in his twenty sixth year coaching the team and giving the same trite, cliche answers at press conferences. And he still won't have a losing season. <laughs> yep, <laughs> heaven forbid. You think? Okay, okay. Let me realistically answer you or ask you a question. If if Mike Tomlin just continues to not have losing seasons for the next 5, 10, 15 years, do you see ever see Pittsburgh firing him? I don't know. That talk about bleak, man. Put me in the same padded room with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to be talking to the walls and thinking they're talking back, but it's just going to be the other person. <laughs> You know, some teams would give their left arm for a coach that would have winning seasons. You know that. Well, you have yours now, Chris, so I'm happy for you. So out of the four of us here, who's 
who's in the best situation with their sports teams right now between the four of us? Well, I'm watching the Pirates lose like their 147th game on the side screen, so it's definitely my, my teams. It's probably still yeah, Nick. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics made it to the probably NBA Nick. championship. Yeah, you still got the Celtics. The Bruins are always competitive. The Red Sox are... They're a mess. When they're not trading away a transcendental player, they're usually in it. Yeah, I think I'm still in pretty good shape. Relatively. Yeah. All right, so let's get final score. What do you guys think for Clemson for Saturday, and then we'll get, then we'll get we'll hop off. I'm gonna say twenty four, twenty three, Clemson. Chris, what say I'm you? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thirty eight, uh, twenty one, Clemson. I think it'll be super close until the last quarter where we where we score the three scores and then make it look like it was a blowout in classic Clemson fashion. What's the Seven. line on the game? Juan, God, we're we're similar minded there. What? Yep, I was looking at it too. We're favored yeah. by seven. I was, my my first thought was Clemson wins thirty five thirty one. I think, yeah, I think the Vegas line comes into play. Vegas is always pretty good, and I feel like it's going to be right around that seven. So I'm going to go. I got 38 as a number in my head for Clemson, and I'm thinking the Wake's going to be in the 32-ish range. Nah, 31, 38, 31. All right, fellas. Appreciate your time. That was fun. Coach's Corner was great.